0: Welcome to the Confluence of Ideas from Confluence Investment Management, focusing on major geopolitical and economic trends and their investment implications. Confluence Investment Management's 2023 market forecast leaves no doubt 2023 will be a recession year. In its report, Confluence discusses economic data that support this hypothesis and suggests ways investors can navigate what's shaping up to be a a volatile period in the markets. Confluence chief market strategist Bill O'Grady is a co-author of this report and joins us to discuss some of its key points. Bill, you agree with a majority of economic forecasters that a recession is probable during 2023. Now, of all the economic reports and data available, which are most convincing that a recession is likely?
1: Well, the yield curve inversion is probably the strongest signal that a recession is on the horizon. It it has the best track record of any recession indicator, but the evidence of recession outside the yield curve is building as well. Uh, For example, the conference board's leading indicator is now in recession territory too. Labor markets have not signaled a recession yet, but they are usually the last sector to give such a signal. However, the continued strength of the labor market may mean the recession is a mild one.
0: And when is a recession likely to begin?
1: Well, although I'm leaning toward the first half of this year, it's possible that the process drags into the second half. If, If that's the case, it will tend to extend this twilight zone situation where the markets seem to mark time and not go in any definitive direction.
0: Well, will investors know when a recession begins?
1: In fact, they won't exactly know. The Arbiter of Recession is a group called the National Bureau of Economic Research, and it won't date the recession until months after it's over. But in general, a 20% decline in stocks is normal for a recession.
0: Will stock market performance reveal the, the onset of a recession?
1: Well, you know, it would seem to, but in the current situation, we've already seen a 20% decline, and this has led some strategists to expect that we have already seen the decline. The actual recession won't matter all that much. I suspect the decline we've already observed was a reaction to tighter monetary policy and not a recession. Bill,
0: you're expecting what you call a garden variety recession, but you don't rule out the possibility of a deep recession. And you identify falling home prices as one possible trigger of a deep recession. Do you see signs of an impending price crash?
1: Well, that, that's a tough question. A crash would require some element of a housing market to be forced to sell. Forced selling is what we saw in, in the 0709 period when home buyers, often with subprime mortgages, had variable rate products that they could not service when the teaser rates reset. In the current situation, mortgage lenders have been remarkably conservative in their lending practices, and so the problem of forced selling isn't as likely. In fact, with many homeowners holding very low rate mortgages, there's a huge disincentive to selling. Do you
0: think that supplies of unsold homes will remain tight enough to prevent a a serious decline in prices?
1: It, It probably will. What will happen, however, is the psychological impact of falling or stagnant home prices will affect how households feel about their wealth. A negative wealth effect will tend to dampen spending, especially for consumer durables. We don't expect a crisis, but much of that will depend upon how far home prices fall.
0: You're also concerned about the possibility of a rapid deterioration in financial conditions, which could lead to a deep recession. How do you measure the likelihood of this possibility? And, and what's the data telling us right now?
1: Well, it's interesting. I have a roster of podcasts I listen to regularly, and a common theme that is often expressed is that if you would have told me a year ago that the Fed was going to raise rates this aggressively, I would have fully expected a financial accident. And so far, financial stress has not really emerged. Credit spreads have been tame, there hasn't been strong evidence of funding problems, and at the same time, history shows that financial conditions can go from stable to crisis in short order. Thus, so far so good, but that doesn't mean that a problem can't emerge at any time.
0: Do the present number of unfilled job positions and high employment levels argue against a severe recession?
1: Yes, they do. In fact, that is the hope of the FOMC expressed most by Governor Waller, that a tightening labor market may not actually require unemployment, but instead a decline in job openings. Now, we'll note there's no historical precedent for such an outcome, but there was some evidence in the recent data that this might actually be occurring.
0: Are there other signs that provide hope that we may avoid a deep recession?
1: Well, we're seeing the experience of reshoring and friendshoring that will require massive investment. Although this factor is more of a secular theme, it could support growth and and also prevent a deeper downturn.
0: Does Fed history bill suggest that the Fed may raise rates too much this time around enough to trigger a more serious recession?
1: Well, what usually happens is the Fed raises rates and the market begins to discount a reversal, but the Fed misses the signal. Now, if you look at the Greenspan Fed, it was absolutely masterful in how it reacted to market signals and moved to quickly cut rates. And that was part of the reason why we had such a long expansion in the 1990s. The Bernanke Fed, on the other hand, was slower to react and and may have exacerbated the great financial crisis. Now, current market signals suggest the Fed needs to reverse course quickly. However, it would be doing so under conditions of elevated inflation, and thus the odds of doing too much are are really high. The markets
0: may be holding up better than they might because they anticipate a Fed pivot or or a decision to lower rates abruptly at some point in the future, say if a serious recession occurs. Do you think a pivot would succeed in pulling us out of recession?
1: Well, it always does at some point. The risk this time around to pivoting is if the bond market sees this reversal as premature. We could see a negative reaction in the yield curve. In other words, the yield curve would steepen in a bearish fashion, with long rates rising well above short rates on fears the Fed is abandoning price stability. Short-term borrowing would still be attractive, but borrowers that need long-term financing, such as real estate, could be in serious trouble
0: bill let's let's look at the supply chain now. Do you think the supply chain is broken or fundamentally altered with the result that inflation may remain higher than we've experienced, no matter what the Fed does?
1: I do. Globalization flattened the aggregate supply curve. The end of globalization will trigger the opposite effect. The investment we mentioned before will eventually dampen this issue, but for the foreseeable future, recoveries will tend to cause higher inflation than what we have experienced over the past four decades.
0: 2022 is a tough year for bonds. What's the bond market currently telling us?
1: There's a major disconnect between the bond and the stock market. The latter thinks the Fed will pivot soon and thus equity values have held up rather well. Bond markets think the Fed will be willing to risk a deep recession to contain inflation. One of these markets is probably wrong, unless we see an independent decline in inflation. That's possible. But a drop in inflation probably won't be enough to hit the 2% target the Fed has in place. Bill, you
0: say in your report that the downturn in yields, which has been going on for over 35 years, appears to have been definitively broken. Explain.
1: Well, in the report, we have a chart that shows trend lines for the 10-year yields that show the general trend in rates, and we've calculated standard air bands around those yields. Breaking out of those bands is a signal that the trend of change and this event has definitively occurred.
0: It seems like this might be good news for new bond investors. Where is the best place to position fixed income assets today, and why?
1: Well, for the first time in a while, bond investors are are getting a nice yield, but those yields are actually higher for short-term paper than long-term paper.
0: What's your prediction for the 10-year T-note?
1: Well, we've got kind of a wide range. It's between three percent to four and three quarters percent, with the rate mostly settling around three point three percent due to the recession. However, as we noted previously, the reason for this wide range is due to the uncertainty surrounding the market reaction to a Fed pivot. As
0: for stock market performance, the S&P 500 fell almost twenty percent last year. What's your prediction for this year?
1: We're looking for a rally into year's end to a range of 4,100 to 4,300, but not before making a trip to the 3,500 to 3,300 area during the actual recession. Thus, I'm looking for a pretty volatile year.
0: How about market sentiment? Wall Street currently is bearish. Is this bullish?
1: Ned Davis is a long-term market commentator who encapsulates this issue elegantly. He has a number of market adages. One is, which don't fight the trend, and be careful at sentiment extremes. Now, these comments are somewhat contradictory. If the market's trending down, most of the time, sentiment is likely bearish. But what he touches on is eventually sentiment becomes so excessively bearish in a downtrend that all the bearish factors have been discounted. So bearish sentiment is usually a signal that the end of a downturn may be near. But pinning that moment with precision is more art than science. Bill, are there
0: factors that may help support the stock market, even in the face of a recession and lower corporate profits?
1: There is massive liquidity available in the cohort of the population that owns stocks. If this cohort decides that now is the time to buy stocks, we'll we'll see a recovery.
0: What's the best way to position stock portfolios to prepare for 2023?
1: Well, higher interest rates and higher inflation tend to favor value stocks over growth stocks and natural resource stocks in general. There are opportunities in equities even when the large indexes decline.
0: Do you think outperformance by small caps may linger long term well beyond just this year as the world becomes less globalized?
1: I do. Small caps remain attractive in our estimation. Let's look at foreign markets. Will their performance depend to a
0: large extent on the direction of the dollar?
1: Yes. And from a macro perspective, a bearish dollar tends to favor foreign stocks for an American investor.
0: And what's your prediction for the dollar?
1: Well, I am bearish. My go-to valuation model for the dollar is purchasing power parity, which measures the exchange rate relative to inflation between two countries. It tends to tell you when you are at extreme with with a currency valuation. At the same time, it's not a very effective timing device. Valuations can be out of whack for long periods of time. One of the issues that we've noted was the equity markets were betting on a Fed pivot, whereas the bond market believed the Fed was going to stay the course to bring down inflation regardless of the cost. When we looked at the currency markets for the first part of the year, it tended to sided with bond investors. But in Q4, the sentiment shifted and the currency market began to side with the equity sentiment on policy. So if the Fed pivots, the dollar is likely set up for a long downtrend. At the same time, there is secular inflection point on the dollar looming on the horizon. There is growing likelihood that a competitor to the dollar's reserve status is developing, and that will curtail dollar demand. Now again, this may not be a 2023 issue, and the situation is complicated. I will be writing on the emergence of a petrol One in the coming weeks to flesh out this issue. But the bottom line is I'm looking for a deeper dollar bear market to emerge. Confluence investment management has been bullish on commodities. The
0: prediction appears to be coming true. The price of gold hit a six month high in January. Are you as bullish today as you were a year ago?
1: I am still worried about a downturn in commodities due to the recession, but if I'm right on the dollar, commodities will do better in the future. At the same time, the Petrowan issue I noted a minute ago could be profoundly bullish for commodities. We don't have time and space to go into that now, but stay tuned. We'll have more to say on that later this quarter. Bill, one more question. For a long time, investors have been told that patience and discipline
0: will lead to success. For instance, the long-term 60-40 division between stocks and bonds has been preached consistently for many investors. And for many investors, discipline and even inertia have paid off. As we look forward to 2023, would you say investors have entered a different world, one that requires them to be more nimble?
1: Well, yeah, I, I think some degree of nimbleness will be required. Higher inflation has historically led to shorter business cycles. But we are expecting the 60-40 portfolio to become something more similar to a 40-40-20. With fixed income and in stocks uh, at 40% and commodities at 20% within fixed income, we anticipate a near equal split between short and long duration paper will be necessary. Now, we've already addressed this issue in our fixed income portfolio with bond laddering. But the offset to equity risk will be commodities and short-duration fixed income, not bonds.
0: Thank you, Bill. By reading the Confluence Report titled The 2023 Outlook of Recession Year, you can view charts of economic data that build a case for Confluence recommendations and also consider some other insights that we did not address today in our discussion. Simply access confluenceim.com for this report, as well as other material authored by Confluence experts. Today's discussion is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. Opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. You can find us on Twitter at ConfluenceIM.